<laughs> you got this. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Um, we put our clocks back an hour this 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 last night. So I oh, gained ours was last week, yeah. Yeah. So I've gained an hour, but it doesn't really feel like it. I still feel like I always have this really low voice on our podcasts because I've always just woken up. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I'm good. How are you? It's snowing here. Is it really? Yeah, it's full on white Christmas. It's like winter wonderland. Oh, wow. No, it's just raining here. Mm. I went yes. out for a run in the rain this morning with my husband, which was fun for about the first 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice that you run together sometimes. I didn't know that. Yeah, we do. He's been um, quite injured so um, he hasn't really been running that much. But, yeah, when we can, he has to run at my pace, though. But now we're getting old. It's not so different between the paces that we run. Oh, my gosh. Getting older is quite a – I'm really feeling it this week. I, I, I had a friend over yesterday um, just to eat some food together. And I was sitting at my coffee table. So I was sitting on the floor and sort of sitting on top of my legs. <laughs> and – when I got up, I, I honestly, like, my feet cramped up and I could barely walk. And I just thought, this is the beginning of the end. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I just feel like I'm really feeling my physical age. I don't know. I need to start doing yoga or, you know. Yeah, no, we were saying the same thing this morning. Like, we've always been active. When I met my husband, he was doing triathlons and, you know, he's a swimmer. He's in the army. And we've always been really active. And recently, my feet hurt and my knees hurt and yeah I don't feel as physically um good as I used to I know I know but mentally I still feel 20 <laughs> I know well this is it this is what you know my daughter was so you know sad about turning 12 and stressed out about turning 13 and I was like but you know I I still feel the same I think I feel perpetually like 30 Kind of, yeah. I, still, I feel about thirty. Um, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's it's weird. I love I love getting older mentally. All the things that are happening in my mind and my soul and my all that, but my physically, it's quite a ride. Plus, my neck, I just I cannot deal when I see a picture, and my neck is all like turkeyed up. I just, <laughs> like, how did you that want a happen? face? You want a facelift, don't you? I do. I really, I wish there was something I could, it most, I don't mind little wrinkles. I kind of like tiny, you know, but it's just the, the neck thing is weird. Anyway, that's, that's where I'm at this morning. So what's going on with, um, ex stuff, husband stuff? Oh, um, well. Still no divorce. Oh God, no, no. It's just, I mean, I'm just trucking along until our, are yeah it's it's I don't think anything's going to get resolved till the mortgage comes up on the condo that we own so that he's living in so we'll see um I'm getting my child support now so that that's really great but I um something funny happened is that I <laughs> a 
about a week ago or so, maybe because we haven't talked in like two weeks, but um, I know, yeah, uh, a mom from my the school that my daughter goes to texted me and she was like, isn't this, your, isn't this your ex? And he had swiped on a mom, like on a dating app. This was a different dating app um, called Hinge. I don't know if they have that in jolly old England, but um, <laughs> they, uh, he had swiped on this mom from the school. And, oh, no. and yes, she is way out of his league. Like she is a babe. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So then she sent me like his whole profile. It's all, I mean, it, oh my God, the pictures and the descriptions and it just, it, the best thing is it, it, I just felt like it just cracked me up. It didn't, it didn't upset me at all. It just cracked me up because I thought he's just, it's just such bullshit and the posed pictures and him like with these glasses and holding a pen and, and then like sitting on his bed and his like workout wear. And it's like <laughs> our bed. It's like the bed that we had sex in like, <laughs> in the background of his dating app. And yeah, did she, and did she guess, reply and say, no, sorry, no, I no. She said, she I know said, your ex that you cheated you on. Know, she, didn't. <laughs> she, she said the, like they would only chat if she liked his back and she was not interested, obviously, but, um, it's a shame you can't like just put comments see, like you can on social media underneath. I know. I know your ex-wife that you cheated on. <laughs> yeah. And P.S. Uh, your pictures are embarrassing. <laughs> and P.S. He like his height, like he's a short man and he's definitely, he says on the thing, he says he's five, six and he's definitely not five, six <laughs> because I'm, I'm about five, six and a half and I'm taller than him. So like more than half. Anyway, it's just, it's just hilarious. But I guess the thing that is so relieving is I'm finally just at a place where I feel nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I feel nothing. I feel, um, and I've been having a really good week. I'm just really happy at work right now. Um, having a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, and I really, I've, I've finally truly had moments of, honestly, my life is better now than it, it's better. Um, and that's like such a new feeling for me. So I just want to give hope to anyone that's listening that, you know, you know, we were talking about, you were said you found some old journals. And so I was quickly, before we got on this morning, I was trying to find a journal and and I as I mentioned before in other episodes I was, I'm not a big journal writer but I did find something that I had written um like almost a year ago when I had just moved into my last place and it was saying you know that I had seen him and I felt this mixture of sadness and anger and that I had wanted to touch him and that that was really hard like but I was like I really love my place and I really feel like I've, I'm doing the right thing but seeing him was still very painful. And, and I had this urge to touch him, which, oh, my God, I do not have that now. So I've come we've come a long way. We've all we've we've come a long way. 
Yeah, and I was um, thinking the other day um, that, you know, like my the last time we spoke, my sister was here. And um, it's so funny because after we did the podcast where we were talking about the last time she saw him and, and how she <laughs> felt about that and everything, we all went out for a walk. And because um, I live like literally five minutes from a beach. So we took all the kids and we were going down to the beach. And as we were walking down there, we we're just making conversation and, and he said to my sister, just like casually, you know, like we were saying, oh, he's got no awareness of this. He, he's no clue what day it is or, you know, the kind yeah. of um, when she was last here or anything. And as we we're walking down there, he go, he said, oh, so Zoe, like, when was the last time we, you know, you were here? And when was wow. the last time we saw you? Like wow. Oh and God. I just, and I just looked straight, like she was walking next to me. And I, we just kind of <laughs> looked at each other at the corner of our eye. And I thought, oh my God, what's she going to say? Um, and I just thought, right, just keep quiet. And she just went, uh, uh, I don't really remember like this. And um she was like oh yeah it's like pre-covid obviously and like just kind of changed the subject and he was like oh it's been a while then she was like yeah we just changed the subject I mean what the heck and like these moments are so ingrained in us and those those calendar those specific dates and seasons and for them it just seems they just block it out I guess well I think see I thought about it afterwards and for a while I was thinking right should I say something and about a week later I did say to him um do you really not remember the last time you saw my sister and he was yeah. like and he just said when was it and I said it was four years ago and as soon as I said that he knew um right. and I said and she felt really uncomfortable like she didn't know what to say she didn't know whether she should be honest about when the last time she was here because I said the last time she saw you in person was you know when it was all revealed what he'd done and um he just walked away and this is kind of where I am at now and I just kind of like there was a part of me that was really cross and it was really like you know why do you get to fucking walk away and just ignore it and pretend it just hasn't happened and and then there was a part of me that kind of just thought to myself okay what is the point in bringing this up again Mm -hmm. like is there a point you know at some point we do have to move on and yeah. he's doing that in his own way and he doesn't want to keep revisiting it because he does want to move on and forget and just and and that's fine it's four years ago like do I need to bring that up with him and we have a deep and meaningful conversation about how he feels about the last time he saw my sister or can we just draw a line and move, move forwards forward. yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. So I wasn't like, I didn't, it was just interesting how I was just observing those two parts of me. There's the part of me that was really kind of like, oh, you get to walk away. And, you know, yeah, that was the last time you saw her. And, and, and then there was the other part of me that was kind of agreeing with him and kind of going, okay, yeah, he's moving on and he doesn't want to keep talking about it. Why should I? So you know, there was no real kind of right or wrong. I didn't pick a fight. I didn't get annoyed with him. I kind of just took it for what it was. Um, but I definitely think at this point, after four years, there has to be 
a part of me, which I think I spoke about a little while ago, where I need to make a choice about how I deal with these anniversaries and significant dates and moments and things. And I can keep bringing it up or I can just kind of observe what the day is and okay, and then just move on. And and that's my choice. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I don't even remember what I was going to say, but I, I, uh, I was just thinking, you know, what, what is the response you need from him? Like by bringing it up or, you know, that would be, yeah. that would yeah, be but more- I don't know. That's the thing. I don't yeah. know. Do I still keep wanting this remorseful? Oh, I'm so sorry. Or it just gets boring. And it, it's like, how many times does he need to say it? And I guess there's an argument of, well, however many times he needs to, but we're okay. Like, does he need to keep saying it now? Like, you know, in the beginning, yeah, he needed to say it all the time. But now life has moved on and, and we've we've decided to stay together. And, and as my sister said, like, apart from knowing what happened that day, when you see us as a family, as a couple, when you see us together, you would never, ever know that that even happened. We're just yeah. exactly the same as we were before. Yeah. And you think how many other couples have probably been through this and you know, nobody knows. I don't know. I'm just so much, when I see other couples out in the world, I'll never look at, you know, a a sort of happy couple in quotation marks the same way again. I'm always like, what have they endured together? Like, you know, it's easy to project onto, oh, they look like such a happy, and I'm not saying like everyone's miserable (laughs) and pretend. Everybody's had their shit, haven't they? Yeah, everybody. Yes, everybody. Yeah. And and the responsibility on um, of the healing is really on us, right? Like it's it's us. It's you and I are living in our bodies and in our minds, and you know the the healing part is up to us. Yeah, and the healing. One of the things that I wrote quite a few blogs about, and and one thing I tried to explain to people is the healing that that you go through as the betrayed is completely different to the healing that they go through as a betrayer Mm -hmm. and every now and again you kind of cross in the middle and there's bits you have to do together but actually the journeys that you need to take hopefully aiming at the same place is totally and utterly different completely different you're dealing with different emotions you're dealing with different parts of yourself you're dealing with different realizations of things of who you are and what you've done and and how you've contributed they're completely different and what yeah. you need from each other is different and it's really really difficult to navigate it really difficult and i really had to question okay if if he doesn't respond in the way that i think he should or that i feel i need it, am i okay with that or can i just allow him to follow his process like he's allowing me to follow mine. You know, there are parts where I think I have made him step up a bit more because I've needed it. But there's other times where I've had to just go, do you know what? This part is mine to do myself. He's here. He is, he is being solid. He's not the most outspoken and emotional person, but he's here physically, mentally, financially, you know, he, he practically he's he's made that decision to be mm-hmm. honest and, and present in our life to show me that be and he's doing it. Yeah. So you know, all those other things, that that's 
you know, I don't know. It's it's difficult. But, it is. Um, it has really me- it has helped me this week in kind of like yeah, I do need need to move on and and kind of do that. Oh. But you're still allowed to have needs. Like something. Yeah. I, something I've really been thinking about is just this idea of like asking for your needs to be met. Like, and so in your, in your situation, for example, like there's nothing wrong with you going, you know what? I know it's been four years, but I'm triggered today. What I need from you is for you to hold me. What I need for you to is in the same way that you're like, I'm feeling really, uh, I don't know, disconnected from you today I I would love for us to go on a date like these are things I'm just learning now like even in a friendship to go hey you know I'm really I don't know I just even ident I'm just learning to identify what my needs are and I don't know I just feel like if I ever get in another relationship I'm I I guess firstly I'll I'll have to be with someone who's self-aware and able to communicate in that way but I just feel like I'm going to be better equipped to go here are these are my needs like these are things I know I need from a partner um anyway I don't know I'm it's yeah just some- and that comes with the age thing doesn't it that you yeah. feel first of all that you know what those things are and second of all that you feel confident enough and able enough to say those things because yeah, we might have and- known those things in our 20s but didn't yeah, know how to feel- communicate them yeah when you're younger you think well that you know like for me you know, I need, I need to feel like you think I'm the most beautiful person in the room. Like that would be an embarrassing thing for me to ask someone. Like I need you to give me more compliments like, or I need more physical affection. Like I need a lot of physical affection. This is something I know about myself. It's the thing I miss the most, like more than sex is just like touch and, you know, just, just physical touch a hand on the back, uh, holding hands, snuggling, stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just, whereas before I don't think I would have been comfortable saying, I need more of this from you. The right person will just know that. But yeah. I don't, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. And I was having this conversation with someone at work about relationships. And I was saying it's the resentment that is toxic and it's the resentment of not getting those things or or perceiving that you're not getting those things it's the resentment that starts the poisonous track towards infidelity because the resentment builds up when I look back now um it's definitely resentment of these unperceived unmet needs or unhappinesses in the relationship that then create the toxic feelings towards each other where you then are leave yourself vulnerable to attention from someone else and I was talking to somebody at work about a friend of ours who is um, not very happy in their relationship and has got lots of kind of complaints and grievances and and I just thought oh you've got to just let go of the resentment and be able to say why you're unhappy without it turning into attack yeah, um, and you know, but that's a skill in, in being able yeah. to identify what it is within you, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and I can see that now because yeah. I'm out the other side. Yes. But, but before all this happened, I was absolutely one who was like, oh, God, you know, he's gone away again and I'm left with the kids and, and, and that whole kind of... Yes. Um, 
you're allowed to say that because that's what you're experiencing, but how that then manifests itself and how you allow that to then turn into the resentment that turns into the unhappiness that turns into a potential affair, that's where it leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, yeah. Now, how to deal with those um, just inevitable things that turn up in relationships of when you're not very happy is definitely something that I now know from going through all of this, definitely. And I was saying to this lady at work, I was just going, oh, they really just need to sit down and be able to just say, look, I'm really not very happy and this is why and this is why I'd like to happen without it being a attack on the other person and a and a doorway for that just poisonous resentment to start building up and creating these massive cracks because that's what it is it's the resentment that's the problem yeah and then we just get lost in motherhood too I think like we've talked about this before but I don't know I think there's this idea that women you know we're supposed to give up our personal dreams for a little while while we're raising our children and that builds resentment within yourself too right yeah and also we have to look up we have to look after everybody else yes (laughs) yeah 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 I don't know I just think I wish yeah I just it's just this yeah the patriarchy yeah (laughs) and I just think I think one thing I'm seeing that is different in my husband now is that he is very very um involved in our day-to-day boring humdrum gotta take the kids here gotta take the kids there gotta do the washing gotta yeah buy the food which he he was before but he's stepping up and just doing it without question without asking like he always does he does all the laundry he hoovers and tidies and cooks and you know takes the kids to places and picks them up I have to remember the logistics of what's going on every day but But yeah I don't have to ask him to do stuff yeah yeah well and I mean that's just like tale as old as time it's just like what when you know, I remember just being really bitter about like when he would do the grocery shopping or clean the apartment. It was like I was supposed to be like, wow, thank you. Like, but that like you're not doing me a favor. It's just this is a, a partnership, right? Yeah, like, it's well, you all live here and you all participate in life. So, yeah, you all have to do. Yeah, it. it's it's like I've said before, when people are like, well, you know, he's a great dad and he, he, he gets her to school and he makes the lunches. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's just the bare minimum of being a dad. Like, that's that's just what you do when you're a dad. Like, he doesn't yeah. get a fucking gold star for... Yeah, it's not helping out. For it's being just, nice to our yeah, daughter. doing normal things. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. you found some journals. Do you feel like... I did, yeah. Wow, yeah. So this is before I wrote... Um, and I'm I'm not really a journal writer, really at all. Like, I know I can write, but I I've never. It's not been something I've done. But um, I remember I've just got the first page, and it's really ripped. And I remember writing it. It's dated fourth of December two thousand and eighteen. And I remember writing this. I was on an aeroplane, flying um, over with him. He'd been over here. Um, we're sorting things out before we actually moved 
over there permanently. Um, and I was going over there with him for a week to sort out houses and different things. Um, and I remember this was on the plane and he was asleep. And I've put in it that um, I've put journaling, I'm told will help. So let's try. It may have been an idea to start this six weeks ago when all this started. But I've been thinking um, I can do this myself. So I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I've put my emotions are wild, uncontrollable and debilitating. One minute I'm strong, full of determination and charisma. And the next I'm sick, shaking, distraught. I'm wondering how the fuck I ended up in this nightmare. It used to be hourly. Now it's more daily, but still as frustratingly exhausting. Today is not such a good day. I am on a plane going back to the place that created much of this angst, watching the man who lied and shattered my soul sleep next to me. I feel alone, very alone, alone in my angst, alone in my thoughts and alone in my truth. Inside, I'm swinging between utter rage, rage so strong, I want to physically hurt people. I want to smash it up and scream and scream and scream. Rage so powerful, it frightens me because it feels like it's there just waiting to be let loose. Rage I can't do anything with, but pray I can keep it at bay. And then there's the doubt and despair, deep gut-wrenching, stomach-churning doubt that, led, that leads to utter despair. Doubts about what I'm doing. What the hell am I doing? Who am I kidding this will be okay? Who am I to think I can be okay with the level of disrespect and betrayal I've just experienced? Can I really do this? Can I do this to my children? And then I've written in capital letters, what the fuck am I doing? And then the rage. And so it goes round again and again and again. And that's just the first page. Wow. First of all, you are such a good writer. <laughs> you are such a good writer. I mean, I think I just write what I feel like. It's not know, like I'm like, thinking I about it. But you just pull words out of thin air then that I would never. They're just like the perfect words. I don't know. I Maybe you don't see it, but I just... I feel like my journal would be like, I'm sad. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, and that, that is just such a perfect description. I want to, I want to send that to my friend who's just in the thick of it. So like, see, just to have someone, like we've said before, just to have someone else describe what you're going through is so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's another bit here where I describe how I feel physically and then, and how I just describe how I feel mentally. I've put physically, I'm doing what I can, meditating, running, physically shaking and jumping, forcing myself to snap out of it, breathing, crying, riding out the storms as best I can. Mentally, I'm struggling, really struggling, battling daily with images and visions. I can't read, it's a bit smudged. In my head, flashes of reality, knowing that the actual reality was 10 times worse. Mm. yeah Mm. I remember that I do still think about that I just sometimes I think about sometimes I just have flashes of me like asking him and him just sort of just knowing and I remember that in therapy once he said it says it was as bad as it sounds it was you know so yeah sometimes I just think about that level of giving that part of himself to someone else yeah 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 I've put dealing daily with the pain of how it feels to be experiencing this. Dealing with the aftermath 
and my future knowing this is now part of my reality and story. I see couples and I'm envious, jealous of where I used to be, wondering if I'm ever going to actually get over this. I remember that. I remember being at the airport and, and seeing people on the plane and being really, really jealous of oh, couples. Just living normal li- or yeah. just people living a normal life without a crisis. Because that realisation, and just the realisation of that this is now my story, like that utter shock and bewilderment and complete sickness that... I've been thrown into this situation and I don't want, I don't want this to be my marriage. I don't want this to be my story. I don't want this to be what my husband's done. I can't believe that this has all happened to me by no doing of myself. You know, it is. Yeah. I remember that, that it's horrible, that feeling. And I think like for the first God knows how long, really, I reckon maybe even first year, you're still in that state of shock that, you're even there I remember the first time I confronted the affair partner when we were having this argument and all of a sudden I had this like realization like it hit me like everything downloaded in the space of about a second of you know what had what had brought me to that point in time where I'm standing there having this argument with this absolutely vile person that has infiltrated my life and disrespected me in so badly who I don't even fucking know and it was like all in one second the reality of how the fuck did I get here like how the fuck did I end up at this point in time in this spot arguing with this like it was just fucking mental like absolutely mental how the fuck did I get here like the reality of that kind of downloading and just was unreal unreal like what the fuck am I doing how the fuck did I end up here yeah. how is this real life just waking yeah. up every day going how is this my actual life right now yeah. yeah like how the fuck did I get here like I'm here dealing with all this shit arguing with you arguing with you dealing with all this all these missiles coming at me and all I did was wake up one day and just go yeah 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 wow yeah but I mean just think how far even since we've both met I was thinking about how I used to send you little videos on Facebook messenger and there was one where I was at a playground with my daughter and her friends and I was having a good moment like a good hour and I was like see see Joe like I just want you to know I'm not always falling apart like I'm actually having a really nice moment here and that was just like so rare to not be just absolutely falling apart yeah and then the reality hits you again and yeah and you just start all over again don't you it's Mm -hmm. like you like oh shit yeah this is real it's like the reality it's not a fucking nightmare it is actually real Mm. but it's when I read that first page it's interesting because that was the first time I wrote and that was like maybe six weeks after D-Day and the feelings on there, like, don't really change. Like, even when I was reading through and thinking back to everything that I wrote about in my blog and that we talk about, it's the same things just over and over and over again. The cycles of really debilitating emotions and trying to come to terms with what's happened and trying to deal with the reality of what actually went on and, and the sickness feelings and the intrusive thoughts and all of that. It's just really, it's that 
page like it was an A5 little notebook. Those two pages really could describe the last four years. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing. It doesn't really change. It just eases yeah. off. I can't believe that, you know, in March it'll be three years for me, won't it? Oh, my yeah. God. Three years. Not till March, though. It is crazy. I mean, and even when I wrote my blog the other week, because it's my four-year anniversary, and I was just kind of thinking, okay, where am I? And, and you know, I'm fine. I am fine. And it's still, but it's the, it's the heaviness of what's happened and the reality. Like, once all the emotions have worn off and, and you know, the anger kind of settles and you just look at it in the cold light of day and it's just a sorry state of affairs you know and that's never going to change it doesn't matter how much time has gone on then back together and I've got loads to look forward to and we're doing so much of the house and my job and and just different things we've recovered we've come out the other side but it's still the heaviness of having to do all of that in the first place yeah it's, yeah, you know, it's unnecessary. It took up a lot of time and energy. It really was detrimental to my health and my um, not only mis- mental health, but physical health. And it's taken a really, really, really long time to get over. Um, yeah. But I'm all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm all right. I just I don't think I'm ever going to get to the point where I go. I think I've said this before. Oh, yeah, I've learned so much. And it's really, if this hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be the person I am today. No, I still wish it hadn't happened. (laughs) Well, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, I'm having a good week and I'm feeling really good about my life, you know, apart from having no choice about the city I live in. You know, um, I would never say I'm glad that happened. (laughs) But I'm grateful for where I'm at now and I'm proud of myself and I'm 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 better off like I'm definitely better off right now mentally yeah I'm I'm happy with the life this new life I'm creating for myself and you're part of that too you know like I really I really want to get out to England to I, I, we really have to meet in 2023 <laughs> we do. like it's just it's awesome. It's just awesome. Like you're just, you're a part of my life story now. You're just, you're in it. It's amazing. It's just so cool. Yeah. And I do think like, yeah, I'm really grateful for what we've achieved from this. And and I, I was really, I had this real sense of wanting my pain to be worth something. And, and I did that just through writing and putting it out there and connecting and meeting yeah. you and doing the podcast and just, all of that stuff that really just evolved. It was never a, it was never a planned thing. It's just all just kind yeah. of come around. Yeah. Um, and I'm really grateful for all of that. Um, but I wouldn't say, oh yeah, you know, I, if I went back, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I don't know. Like it-, it was fucking horrendous. I mean, this shit changes you. And actually, a lot of the messages that I've been receiving from people recently are about how people are okay. Like they're kind of maybe two years behind me and they're okay and they're either sorting things out or they're not but they feel like they're never going to be the same again they've got that feeling and I remember that really well where yeah you're okay but you feel different and you feel like where's my that how I used to be it's gone and I'm I never I don't think I'm ever going to feel the same and and you don't feel the same but 
I feel different to when I used to feel like that. I feel different now to when I used to, I can completely relate to where they are. Mm-hmm. But now I feel different another two years on. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I almost feel like, you know, I was saying to another friend of mine, I'm, I'm just now kind of realizing, okay, I'm not in survival mode anymore. I've got a house. I've got an income. I'm getting my child support. I'm so I'm no longer in survival mode. So now what do I want the next chapter of my life to look at look like, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's terrifying, you know, because I'm in my fifties and it's like, but I'm, yeah, I feel like I'm in like another new chat. I'm entering another new phase of this. Yeah. Your foundations are safe though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we all feel with this is that your foundations get rocked. Like yeah. where your safety was at risk. You know, everything yeah. that, that you build your life on was was literally crumbling under your feet. And that's where the the survival mode comes in because it's just like, shit, like my life is falling apart. And once you've got those bits in place again and they're stable, you can just breathe and focus on other things. Yeah, and get back to yourself because, you know, we've, we're all we've got. <laughs> yeah we are yeah. all we've got yeah, yeah it's hard it's it's really hard but you do get there you do get there yeah you do and you're gonna have shitty days and good days you know right now I'm just trying to soak in the fact that I'm feeling good and um and just enjoy it and not question it yeah so now I just need to meet a tall gorgeous man and uh yeah yeah, <laughs> and put it on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. No, believe me, I want to, but I'm. There's no way. I mean, especially after seeing my ex's profile, I'm like, well, everyone's kind of bullshitting on those things anyway. I don't know. I just, I really want to just meet someone through a friend, or I don't know. I just want, or someone from my past to pop up, or to be at. I don't know. I just, I know that it's kind of unlikely, but. I don't know. These dating apps just, it's not my thing. It's, and it's, there's nobody, when I do happen to go on them for like two hours and then delete the app, I, there's nobody I see. So I don't know. And I, and I don't, and you know what? I don't, it's not like, oh, you're being too picky. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be picky now. I, I, I'm going to be very picky. The next person that's going to be in my life is going to have to be pretty spectacular. So I don't think that's being picky. I think no. there's nothing wrong with being. I think yeah. that's a bad phrase, isn't it? Being picky. Why, yeah. sh- why should you? Why shouldn't you go yeah. for like have a list and things? Yeah, that... I'm awesome. I want yeah, and I want someone who's aware and you know knows what a core wound is and knows how to identify their own bullshit. So, but mostly just tall and gorgeous and. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's emotionally <laughs> invested in your story now so they, yeah you know. I know right it's like I'm sorry but I will I'm working on it you know at least I'm trying to manifest it but we'll see we'll, well see. I've just found a bit in this just flicking through this diary again there's a bit that I've written about my husband I've put like there's I must have asked a million dollar question like because I keep talking about this million dollar question 
Like, can I let go of the depths of his actions? That's the million dollar right. question. Right. And I've put deep breath. The honest answer, I'm not sure. Some days I can, some I can't. Some days I look at him and don't recognize him at all. I just don't know or even like the arrogant, self-absorbed, egotistical, absolute prick that did this. I despise people like that. I always have all my life and have never, ever had any time for them at all. Yet here I am married to one. Blows my fucking mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just... Yeah, and I've just put, oh, how he treat, I, yeah, how he was so resentful, dismissive, and completely uncaring of me, like I didn't even exist. And worse, when I did exist, that I didn't even matter enough to be treated with decency and respect. Now that blows my fucking mind even more. How can someone treat another human being, the mother of their kids, with such disrespect, disdain, and dishonesty is beyond comprehension to me? Yep. Yeah. But then I go on to say how much I love him. And I was like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't just stop loving someone. I remember we taught, you know, when someone hurts you, you don't just, you can't just turn that off. Yeah. And I've put, despite the shift in personality for that time period, he's still the man I married. When we're together, it feels normal as if none of this has ever happened. It still feels the same to hold him, to be near him. But the thing that's changed is my trust. Now I know the capability is there now. Like, and yeah. Me, what, what made me stop loving my ex was not what he did. It was his behavior afterwards. afterwards. Yeah. It, that's, that's when I just thought, oh, this version of you, this is not, yeah, just that inability, just that total emotional immaturity and inability to face what he had done. And, yeah. and his, his actions and behavior afterwards. Yeah, and I, I guess that's what informs your new list is that you want yeah. someone who's able to, you know, like even if they have fucked up in their life to be go, yeah, I was a complete asshole and I felt yeah. terrible and I could see why and I made changes and I'm not yeah. that person anymore. Yeah, we, we all have the ability to do that. Yeah. And hopefully I'm... I'm, you know, if I'm going to demand that from someone else, then I have to be able to do it myself as well, right? But yeah. I, feel, I feel like I did. So anyway. Yeah. So in conclusion. In conclusion. <laughs> we've come a long way. We have. We have. We have. It's time for a vacation with you and me. <laughs> Recording live from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. It is though. Like when I... You know, I read, look at back at this little book that I've got and, I, I, you know, I do question myself sometimes why I keep it because it's, you know, not very nice memories. But I do look back and I just think, wow, like, I, like, OK, I remember feeling like that, but it's it definitely feels like it was a different person almost now. Like it's a bad memory. And I, I remember not that long ago, even when we started the podcast, I remember saying like it never feels like there's any time or space when I think about it it still feels so present and that is changing yeah and that's only been in the last year because I remember saying when we started this podcast that when I think about it now I I remember saying I could talk about it still all day every day I could bring it up and 
remember saying that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very, very like, it was like time stopped in my head the day that it happened, which is a sign of trauma. It's what happens. Um, and that certain aspects of it, I still, are still very present and I, and are still with me every day. Like this, you know, old friend that won't fuck off. Um, but it's almost like I'm just learning to live with it now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I think I'm at that. Ex- I am definitely in the acceptance stage now. Whereas before I thought I've been in the acceptance stage and then I've swung back to being angry or sad or, and I would swing between acceptance and rage. And, but now I think I am firmly in the accepting phase, however long that goes on for. Yeah. I don't yeah, swing back so much now. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So there's hope. What a life. What a life. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. It's just so oh it's just oh <laughs> it is. It is uh well sometimes there isn't a way to say it. It's just oh, you know, what else can you do? Yeah. Oh that yeah. I was gonna say I can notice a difference even there's two there's a young two young people at work right now who both <clears throat> One of them's married, the other one's in a relationship and they are flirting like crazy at work. And it's, you know what? They're, it's not bothering me as much as the other people that were flirting. It's not as triggering. So I've come along, like, I'm just kind of like, oh, fuck. You deserve each other then. Go blow up your relationships. Like, it's not, it's not my problem. I don't know. It's weird. Like, it bothers me, but I'm also just like, not as triggered by watching it. I don't, I'm not as invested in whether something happens or it doesn't or what they're doing. I mean, it's not as overt as the last one that, that was happening, but it's just like, I'm just so much more, I'm more sensitive to people crossing boundaries when I know they're in relationships. And, Mm. but it's, um, it's just kind of makes me roll my eyes now. This one, maybe it's just because in the other instance, I knew the, the guy and he was a friend of my ex's and um kind of don't like him anyway so i don't know anyway, or you're we- just turning into this wise i'm you know. just wise <laughs> to speak. a wise enlightened sage yes. <laughs> that can just look at these people and just yes. go oh if only I- they knew yes yeah i don't know well i'm sure i'll have something shitty happen and yeah we'll see okay well i have to get back to um oh trying to declutter my building site of a house i know i've got to see the latest kitchen photos oh yeah no nothing's really happened i can send you some bathroom photos because yes, that's please. been going on um yeah. yeah we're just waiting for our still waiting because there was a massive cock up with our the order of our <laughs> external doors I so. like that cock up I'm gonna start saying that. I don't <laughs> you have to I, say it you have to say it with the accent though cock yeah. up oh man what a cock up, <laughs> cock up. I, like I like that thank you yeah so when they come which is we've got three more weeks um then things will start moving all right well I look forward to seeing that and um 
thank you and love you and yeah hang have in there have a good week buddy. okay take care